What's up, everybody? We have got AJ Black in the building. And of course, we got to talk a little football because it was Senior Bowl week. A lot of good things happened during the Senior Bowl. Kenny Pickett, either he hurt himself or he made himself look a lot better. Sam Howell either is Mitch Trubisky 2.0 or he's not. There's a lot of conversations around some of our star ACC players. We'll get into that, of course, with our guy who goes locked on Boston College. Let's get it. On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. So glad to have our Wednesday co-host, AJ Black from Locked On Boston College in the building. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts as well as on YouTube. We both have our channels up and running there. AJ, so glad to have you back. It has been a long week without you guys, but I am so glad that we get to talk a little football this week. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, you know, the, the regular season's done, the playoffs are finished, and the the postseason bull talk is, is more fascinating for me this year diving into it than it's been ever since I've been starting to cover, cover Boston College football. Yeah, absolutely. And we certainly can waste no time. I will say your coach, Jeff Halfley, follows me officially on Twitter, so I feel like I'm a top-level, like, ACC reporter. Now. I just I just want to say, because he's one of my favorites, so I don't know if I've tweeted oh, his wow. name enough times. <laughs> he covers, he follows my site Twitter, but he doesn't follow there my Twitter. There we go. Twitter. Okay. Well, maybe it's just because Locked on ACC doesn't have enough followers yet, but we're getting there. But oh, nice. all I'm saying is, I made myself, if it, it made me feel really good on the inside that I have some friends up there in Chestnut Hill, so I'll say all that to say. But speaking of which, I want to talk about some senior bowl people, and one included would be a guy from Chestnut Hill himself, Zion Johnson, who, of course, is on the offensive line. He is going to definitely play on Sunday. So we're going to start with him. I know you've got a lot to talk about because you've seen him throughout his career at Boston College. More importantly, what do you think, just off the gate, you think he will bring to any team that selects him in the NFL draft? So I was really fortunate. I have a, a I don't call him a co-host, more like a weekly guest who also mm-hmm. is my um, one of my writers on bcbulletin.com, Mitch Wolf. Uh, mm-hmm. Mitch, uh, caught, his whole thing is he likes football, but he gets really – he dies into the draft and scouting reports. So he went down to Mobile and he went to the Senior Bowl, and um, he was on my show on, on Monday for the Monday mm-hmm. show to re- recap everything. Um, and he got to see Zion live. He's going to probably get him an interview on Lockdown Boston College, hopefully. Crush fingers on that one. Um, and um, – he, you know, Zion had a mammoth weekend. You know, he yeah. was the re- he was the um, Senior Bowl MVP for the national team. Now, mm-hmm. for those folks who don't watch it, because I honestly, until this year, two years ago, <laughs> like I didn't really get into it. But yeah. then I kind of like now that Zion is kind of like that fringe first, second rounder. Sure. I wanted to get to understand what it was about, and Mitch kind of explained how for the Senior Bowl, it's not the game itself that matters. That game's actually pretty pointless. Mm. it's the okay. practice and the one-to-ones okay. week. And that's uh, where Zion gotcha. crushed it. Yeah. Um, it, you know, he played up and down the line. He played all five offensive line positions. Now at BC, he played tackle and guard. And Mitch told me actually that I didn't even know this, that he was the backup center for BC this year. Cause Alec Lindstrom never went down, mm-hmm. but if he was to go down, Zion was going to go there. Right. Um, and so he could do anything. And that versatility I think is something that was really attractive to NFL scouts and, and coaches like that. You can get an offensive lineman 
that you can start at guard. And then if something happens, plug him anywhere and he'll do it. Um, So that big thing for him. And then uh, Mitch was saying too, the other big thing about him was his worth work ethic. First guy, Mm. he said, you know, he got there first guy on the field, last guy to leave every single day. And when he screwed up, I guess he had tough, tough workouts at center. Um, He went out after practice to work on his snaps with the quarterbacks, like after practice was done. So I think it's not, I mean, you look at what pro football focus put up CBS sports. I've seen it all over the place. He's already um, pro football focus had him up as the 16th pick in the draft already. So a really, really good practice for him um, and really skyrocketed his uh, draft stock. Yeah, and in comparison to Icky, we know the offensive offensive lineman, right, for NC yep. State? Yep. When you would compare the two, would you feel like one has more stands out more than the other, or do you feel like they're pretty evenly matched and definitely will be good fits wherever they go? I, I think Icky's gonna he's gonna be a stud too, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, he's more I think he's a tackle. Um so yeah. I think he'll he'll probably go a little higher because tackles are usually um valued more in the draft the guards you really need to get like a freak athlete guard to get that high (laughs) um and zion will probably get into the first round um but icky i think it was i think he and evan neal of alabama are going to be those can't miss offensive linemen in the nfl draft absolutely and i think it's what's fascinating about zion is just i think a lot of times when you talk about you know guys in the league who feel like they should be a left tackle or you're like i'm born to be a sinner and i i love that he's willing to be versatile and he shows his versatility and i think that's going to carry him you know very far when it comes to playing on sundays because a lot of times people are like they're so held man i think about the guy who got traded to the Chiefs? He was on uh, Baltimore Ravens. I know, I know his name, but I can't call it right now. But he was so hell bent on being a left tackle, and then he went to the Chiefs, and he hasn't really had as much high production. So sometimes yep. I think your best bet is always just going to wherever you can flow best, and just wherever you can make an impact. Yep. Yep. And so we talk about, you know, some really good offensive linemen, but on the defensive side, we had some guys who certainly stepped up here. And I know we're going to talk about our quarterbacks later on, but Jermaine Johnson, I think like as soon as he touched down, he was in so many conversations, so many tweets. You just saw his name repeatedly. So many, you know, different clips. You talk about practice or whatever. He was putting guys on their uh, butts (laughs) just a little bit. And I, I love that for him, right? Transfer who has certainly stepped up in big ways and a great guy for Florida state. What have you seen out of him that you really feel like kind of turned the notch for you and made you say, okay, definitely want to check this guy out. I mean, he's got a motor on him and I, you know what he, it as, as just an ACC, you know, a beat person who kind of just follows the league. Like his story is so great because, mm-hmm. you know, he started with Georgia, which is probably the best fit for any defensive lineman at, like if you're an elite defensive lineman going in, in, into the into college football, like you want to go to Georgia at this point mm-hmm. because they're just they're when you look at how much talent they have on that defense, it makes sense. But on the flip side, if you're not like the elite guy that makes it to that top of their 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 uh, you know stock, you kind of flounder. So he goes, he finds a new spot at Florida State, and when I saw him play against BC, he had the most. Um, he was the most disruptive uh, dynamic defensive player I saw in the ACC all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously he won ACC defensive player of the year, but then you get to the senior bowl where it's top notch, eight uh, offensive linemen, top notch centers, uh, top notch guards. He's still kicking their butts. Yeah. Um, and so Jermaine Johnson has gone from an afterthought at Georgia to a 
ACC Defensive Player of the Year to probably, you know, they're going to have the couple guys from the Big Ten that'll probably go one, one and two, and the um, that kid from Oregon, but he'll probably go mid first round at this point, and he deserves it. Yeah. Now, I saw some folks that were down there a little worried about how he is against the run. It seems like he's got a motor to go after the quarterback, but isn't as aggressive against the run. So that might be something to keep an eye on, um, in terms of his skill set, but. Mm-hmm. Good coaching could fix that. I mean, yeah. that was the same thing that Harold Landry again. I go back to Boston College when he left BC. They, he had the same, he had the same knock against him. And now look at him. He's you know one yeah. of the, he was an All Pro uh, Pro Bowler this year. So yeah. like you, you know if if J- J- Johnson is you know like like Clay, you can mold him a little bit, get him into a system, teach him what you need him to do. I think he's going to be a, a, a very good NFL defensive lineman. No doubt. Maybe he'll be like a Clay Matthews, huh? Pun on yeah. words. But I think it's interesting how also just how you can come to a Florida State and you can command your presence to where you're a leader. You're automatically out the gate helping these young guys. And you haven't even been there long, right? You're already someone that people call to, lean on. I think that speaks to his character and kind of speaks to what he can be when he goes to the next level. So very good on that. And hopefully, you know, he is definitely taking names on Sundays. But I want to talk about, of course, our quarterbacks, of course, Kenny Pickett, but more importantly, I'm going to start with Sam Howell because that's a guy that AJ certainly had his high hopes up about during the season. But I try to tell him, you know, very often to just you know, lower expectations on UNC. But here we are. But first, this is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, right? I'm sitting here saying, I don't want to worry about my weight, but I do want to eat, right? And that's why I lean on Built Bar. It's almost like a candy bar, but way more nutritious. And I don't know if you guys have tried it yet but you should definitely get in on these puffs. Yes, puffs. Built Bar Puffs. If you have not tried them, you are missing out on Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, marshmallow but not just a protein bar. They're a treat and 100% covered in real chocolate. All the Built Bars are covered in real chocolate, actually. 100% low-calorie, high-protein. They can replace your candy bars because they're better for you, like a typical candy bar that anywhere you go and it's only 104 grams of sugar for net carbs compare that to any candy bar that you have way higher not as good but this built bar so tasty go to build.com use promo code lock 15 get 15 percent off your order by again using promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com so AJ Black of Locked on Boston College joins the show today. We're talking all things Senior Bowl. We talked about Jermaine Johnson. We talked about a little Zion Johnson. But, of course, quarterbacks is where it's at. We all know that some people are saying it's a weak quarterback class. But, of course, we have a little bit of a love for some of these ACC guys that are going to get their names called and go to, on to the next level. Sam Howell. Of course, UNC was supposed to have this big, well-to-do year. We thought Sam Howell was going to be in the Heisman conversation. Things didn't quite pan out for the Tar Heels nor for Sam, and yet he put the team on his back in so many different ways. I could harp on Sam all day long, but I will say – as someone who was very high, <laughs> were expectations met when you saw him during Senior Bowl week, or is the jury still out on Mr. Howell? So it was interesting. I talked to Mitch. Uh, Candace and I were discussing before this, like, what are we going to talk about? And I wanted <laughs> she was like, oh, let's talk about the quarterbacks. I'm like, oh, I got I to gotta check in with Mitch, my co-writer, yeah. about what he thought. And he had some really interesting things about Sam Howell. He said, uh, you know, Sam has uh, – he's the most consistent quarterback there there at the Senior Bowl. But he played it safe, like he like when it went to, when it came to the one 
on drills and, and making his throws, he didn't take many chances, which is interesting. So I don't know if that was a conscious choice by him to kind of just, you know, limit what his exposure and try to keep things kind of close because, you know, Howell at this point obviously is going to be a first round draft pick. Like he's, he's pretty much a lock. What, mm-hmm. what good does it do him to take some chances out there? It might expose a few flaws in his game that might say, Oh, what's that? What's going on there? So I thought that was a really interesting look on him yeah. uh, and, and Mitch, Mitch's uh, report on, on Howell. Yeah, well, you know, I really feel like Sam has nothing to prove. But if you think about trying to take some risk, right, maybe we'll go pull up some film about his time at UNC. And I think one of his biggest flaws is the fact that he tries to do too much at times. And sometimes I think he does not live to see another down. So he like rushes the play and forces the issue. And I think that's something that will certainly come up. When he is playing behind, I think I see him playing behind someone who's already starting. I don't know. I don't necessarily think he'll go high enough to where he'll be a starter for a team, but who knows? You know, crazier things have happened. I've seen a Carolina quarterback get taken at number two. <laughs> Although yeah. all the people who talk about Mitchell Trubisky and uh, Sam being similar, not even close. Like, first of all, size wise, not the same. Strength of arm, not the same. Accuracy, not the same. There's just so many things that are different, right? And Sam has some wheels about him that I think Mitch can have at times, but not even close. So I, I think I there's, think there's a, a good difference. possibility he's going to start right off the bat. I mean, you look do at the you? NFL, I do. Because if you look at <laughs> look at all the teams right now yeah. that are going to need quarterbacks like immediately. Steelers, yeah. like Big, Big Ben's going to retire. Tom Brady just retired Tampa Bay. Neither of those teams have any quarterbacks. Like uh, Mason Rudolph is not going to be the answer. And Tampa Bay, I don't think, I, don't, I honestly couldn't tell you who their backup is. Um, there is, oh, I had another one. Detroit Lions with Jared Goff. I'm sure they could probably figure out a new guy. And I'm sure there's a fourth team out there. Maybe Green there's Bay. The, Saint, the Saints could Saints, use a quarterback. Yeah. So yeah. that's four quarterbacks. You have Carson Strong, Malik Willis, Sam Howell, and Kenny Pickett. All four of those guys have every opportunity to go to one of those teams and be a starter right off the bat. Okay. All right. Well, listen, you thoughts. have high hopes. Is Desmond Ritter in the conversation or no? Is there mm, anything about him? I could be. I could be. <laughs> I think he'd be good. But the only reason why I say Sam could start behind somebody is because I think that Sam has that safe poise and he knows that he can maybe learn from, get some, you know, reps behind and then sort of lead. But also, you know, Sam does have the leadership where he could be thrown into the fire and try and deliver. I don't know. It's just maybe because I've seen him suffer behind a bad O-line that I just don't want him to go through that again. So if we can find him a good O-line, I'm fine with wherever he goes. But that's Tampa the game, man. That team's yeah, that's true. Got, got talent all over the place. If you got Mr. Worth coming back from that injury. He'll be I don't know how much go. of that's going to be left after Tom leaves, but you know that's I, a fair point as well. Giants are another team that will need a quarterback, I'm sure. <laughs> who I don't God, know if you there. <laughs> I, but I, you know, the way P, I want whoever gets Sam to believe in him the same way the Giants, for whatever reason, believe in Daniel Jones, former Duke quarterback. It, I get the new coach energy. They're trying to make the. De- DeBall be, you know, because of how he treated Josh Allen and all that good stuff. And that's great. So I just hope that someone finds that for Sam Howell because Daniel Jones, he's been given 900 lives here in the NFL world, especially for the Giants. Yeah, I, I, I got to imagine Dabble's probably looking at that going, <laughs> I'm going to try someone else at this point. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't be upset. First of all, Daniel Jones assumes he is like a, a Sam Howell and has some wheels, and he gets his block knocked off, and then he's in concussion protocol for the rest of the year, and probably damn near break his neck. But see, you're you're, you're starting me on a rabbit hole. I'm not doing this. I'm not okay. Come back, because <laughs> I could talk junk about Daniel all day. But a quarterback I never like to talk junk about, who I think is really good, is Kenny Pickett. From Pittsburgh, he apparently had one of the best senior bowls that people have seen, just stood out for some. But others said maybe he got exposed a little bit. What are your thoughts around the picket man himself? So I'll read you again uh, Mitch's pro- my, his report. Pickett had, had the most issues on the day. It was pouring rain with regards to maintaining velocity and distance on his throws. So a little bit concerns there, but that's weather. And, yeah. you know, Pickett has, he'll have his pro day. I'm sure he'll have the combine. Um, He'll have to, you know, prove that it was the weather issue because a lot of guys, Mm. you look at what Mac Jones did for for the Mm -hmm. Patriots when he played in the snow. He looked like he had no idea what he was doing out there. Um, (laughs) And elements are a factor of football and it absolutely will be an occurrence wherever he goes. So, yes, I get it. I'm a big believer with, if you've got good skills, like, and most of these guys in the draft have good skills, but you have that it quality, that that winner piece to you, you're going to be fine. And I think Kenny Pickett, out of any of these quarterbacks, I know Sam Howell has that grit to like push a team. Pickett has a t- like this it to win. Mm-hmm. And I, I get, I, I watch him and I see that translating to the NFL. Like some team's going to pick him and he's going to be that guy that is constantly taking a team back from, you know, being down by two touchdowns every game mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. leading like, you know, they're tied and they're, he leads a touchdown drive. He just has that factor to me. Like I watch him and I, I he's, he sucks me in. And I think, I, I think whoever gets Kenny pick is going to be really happy about what, their quarterback next year or Does uh, he, not, maybe not next year, but a couple of years. Yeah. Do you feel like he might have a little bit of that Joe Burrow Pope, poised in the sense of where you know he doesn't seem like he ever sweats and he's never in this sort of panic mode he's just like hey i gotta go ball out so that's exactly what i'm gonna do yeah i I think i brought it up a couple episodes ago when he played bc in 2020 he broke Mm -hmm. his i think he broke his foot Mm. and still almost beat bc (laughs) like he's playing (laughs) he could barely move and he still was torching bc's secondary and yeah. that was the kind of thing I was like, I, as just a, as someone watching that game, I was like, wow, there's yeah. something there, man. Cause like when, when you get a guy that can do pick his team up and do that kind of stuff, that wins you games. That's that thing that, that little extra thing that helps you get over the hump and become something special at the next level. Absolutely. And, you know, I will say Kenny Pickett is probably the one guy out of all, you know, when it comes to ACC, that coming back for his senior season benefited him in such a remarkable way, right? Like he led the ACC and his energy was just, it was all about Kenny, you know, and his swabby hair and his NIL deals and all of that. He swagged out for the entire season. So, and coming away with the ACC championship. Now, I wonder if another quarterback, Sam Hartman, his return, Maybe that'll help him and Wake Forest and prove that it's not a fluke. But I'm going to hold that before I ask you because I want to get your thoughts on going into next season. We've had a couple conversations here already on the show. 
who has the most approved going into next year? And you can, I'm just going to give you time as I read this about Bet Online to maybe tell me who do you feel like is going to step up in big ways? You can talk about quarterbacks or which team is going to step up in big ways. But first, if you have not yet, you know it's Super Bowl week. You know that you are trying to get in on all of the betting action. So Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march. Through Super Bowl Sunday, we know it's going to be fun. Right to that big game. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just about football. BetOnline has you up to the minute info for pro and college hoops, NHL boxing, UFC, and real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available to you. BetOnline is where the game starts. So we're wrapping up the show here with AJ Black of Locked On Boston College. You can find him wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you download, subscribe to all of his Boston College content. Going into next season, we're feeling good about some of the teams from last year, but maybe we're feeling great about some new teams. Who do you feel like has the most approved, whether it's from a quarterback standpoint or whether from a team standpoint, AJ? All right, so I'm going to go and kind of link this in with some current news. Okay. I, I, I am absolutely floored with what the University of Miami has done this offseason. Talk about uh, it. Yeah. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal me could be more of a snake oil salesman than an actual <laughs> like like I don't know. I don't like him himself. You're like, not sold I'm not, yet. I'm not hundred percent sold on him. Okay. But what he's surrounded himself with has got me sold. Mm. You bring in a Broyles Award winning assistant coach of the year from last year. Josh Gaddis, their offensive coordinator. You yeah. bring in Kevin Steele. You pull him away from Maryland, who I think he just signed with like two weeks ago or was about to sign with. He was recruiting for the Terrapins. And then they were like, yuck, we're going to take him too. You bring <laughs> him in. You bring in the defensive back coach for the University of Georgia, who just won the national championship with one of the best secondaries I've ever seen. You bring in all of this talent around him. And, and I'm like, okay, if Crystal Ball only has to just sell his program and then coach a little bit, I mean, he's a good coach just in general. I, I mean, I thought he did okay with Oregon, but to surround himself with that much talent, when you have Tyler Van Dyke and he's going to be able to recruit his butt off, I think Miami is a team to watch. I, I, you know, will they be the the cream of the ACC next year? No, but you know, give them another year and let them hit that transfer portal a little bit, bring that back. You know, they got rid of that transfer chain, uh, the turnover chain. I heard mm-hmm. Cristobal got rid of that. But I, I think that team's going to have their swagger back. Um, they're going to be a team to watch, and they're a team that has a lot to prove because they've definitely put the money out there to show that they want to be one of the best. Yeah, money. They've put out the resumes in terms of who they have on their staff, and I would agree. Now, one thing about Chris Ball is maybe he is just a great delegator, not a great, you know, the best coach ever. But if we know anything, that you could be a great delegator. If you look down there in South Carolina, you don't have yeah. to be a great X's and O's man. But if you know how to be a facilitator, a floor general, essentially a GM, because you got to put the right pieces together. If you know how to do that, you can mess around and get yourself a few titles. And so I will say Tyler Van Dyke is especially scary because any freshman who can walk that walk and actually deliver with all the junk that he talks and the energy, hey, I'm not I'm not mad at you, right? Like yep. I didn't think he was going to play as well as he did, you know, throughout the season. And he certainly stepped up in ways that made you have to turn your head a little bit sideways. So I think when it comes to the coastal, which we always know is up for the taking, definitely have to put Miami in the conversation. But as someone who stays 
in the Atlantic, living in a little Atlantic anarchy. I have Boston College pretty high, right? But I also feel like this is NC State's year. I feel like with Devin Leary, this is his time. They have they are coming off being pissed off about the Holiday Bowl. They know they have to go in and prove they've got the Clemson monkey off their back. Why not NC State? Only reason NC State's not going to do well is because of NC State. Right, yeah. This is the big year for Devin Leary. Like, he is, like, yeah. right on that cusp of mm-hmm. being one of the elite quarterbacks, and he has every tool to do that. You know, he can move. He makes good reads. He's got a good arm. But he just hasn't hit that point yet. Like, he's good. Yeah. And he's very good. But he's not He's not Kenny Pickett yet. He's mm-hmm. not, like in, in, like, in terms of, like, you know, or Trevor Lawrence or Jameis mm-hmm. Winston or those guys mm-hmm. that transcend. And you know what? Like, if we're talking about those quarterbacks that have to take that next step, I'm going to throw Phil Jakovic in there, too. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, Leary's done – he's a good quarterback, and he's done his things. Jakovic, he's got to show that he can stay healthy. Like, yeah. you know, we're on year three now. He's missed 13 games in two years. Like, he's got to figure it out. He's got a new offensive coordinator who hopefully can teach him how to stop getting creamed every time he goes to the bath. <laughs> um, and – um, but he's a guy too, right? Like, I, as, even as a Boston College fan who who or writer, you know, I'm a former Boston people. College fan, now Boston College writer, um, that watches this team, like Sam Hartman has proven himself. Mm-hmm. Devin Leary, to an extent, has proven himself. Malik Cunningham, to an extent, has proven himself. Phil Dracovic hasn't yet. To me, I don't think you see ha- you see potential. You you know it's there, right? <laughs> He's got to prove himself. He's got to be yeah. that guy that takes that next step. Yeah. And otherwise, if he doesn't, it could be a messy year for Boston College. And then the next person who has to prove himself is Jeff Halfley because we had a year with COVID that he got an excuse out of last year. Mm-hmm. You lost Jakovic. He's got Zay and Jakovic this year. If they don't show up and play really well, people are going to start wondering what's going on because you have an first round draft pick quarterback and a first round draft pick wide receiver and you still can't win and you're still six and six team that's some major issues right there so i think halfley and Jakovic have have to to put up or shut up too this year oh look at that i love good spices the season i'm ready i'm ready for the season to start yeah. listen I, I love i love a good mystery we got a lot to talk about throughout the off season but this is certainly good aj it's always a pleasure to have you on the show especially when we get to talk football can you please remind these folks of where they can find you and follow your work because i know it's not just football it's a little basketball too oh yeah we're we're, we're covering this they call them the sickos now and uh basketball <laughs> which the the fans that are coming up with that, uh, I mean, a lot of teams have used it, but good for them. I, I'm I'm happy for anyone who's trying to get BC fan base back together. Absolutely. Um, you know, I covered the Bean Pot for any ACC fan that has no idea what that is. It's a big hockey tournament for college hockey between four of the historic programs in Boston: Boston College, Boston University, Harvard, and Northeastern. BC Love just it. lost because our team, uh, which has five national championships in the last twenty years. Um, mm. is terrible this year. <laughs> so, <laughs> like uh, but I've been covering it. So, uh, you yeah. can check that all out on Locked On BC. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC. I got good recruiting news. There's a transfer tight end that could be coming from Notre Dame to Boston College. Um, lots of good stuff to talk about. So, check my work out as well. Um, and I, 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 shout, I want to shout out Mitch Wolf again, who gave me a lot of um, scouting reports from the Senior Bowl. He's on my show every Monday morning. No doubt. Thank you. We've got Mondays with Mitch. Love that. All right, guys, yep. at Locked on ACC on Twitter. You can also follow us on 
uh, YouTube. You can follow us wherever you or download and listen to us wherever you get podcasts. You can follow all of us on here. If you're listening, watching YouTube right now on our Twitter handles below, make sure you come back tomorrow. We're going to talk with Tyler Aki. We're going to talk a little basketball, but appreciate your time as always for Candace Cooper and AJ Black. Until next time.